This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Best Friends Back All Right, the show where two high school best friends try the best friend thing again. I'm Stevie Wynn Levine. And I'm Nagin Homoyfad. And today, I don't know half of what we're talking about, and you don't know <laughs> half of what we're talking about because we're each bringing something to talk about. There's total trust. Do you want to give a hint as to what we're talking about so people can set their minds straight? Okay. I think you're going to walk away <laughs> with a smile <laughs> on your face. Okay, you texted hint. me before this and you were like make sure to bring your phone to the studio as if I'm an alien human who doesn't like constantly have my phone glued to my body at all times like make sure you bring your phone to work today yeah yeah I'm like and I I texted back something like I would melt immediately if I wasn't attached to my phone which is extremely unhealthy but my best guess is that you're going to be talking about something that has to do with a cell phone or my cell phone. Have you hacked into my cell phone? Well, I did, and then I immediately regretted it because (laughs) uh, it's just so frustrating going through your text messages. (laughs) (laughs) They're all, like, very long and and hard to understand. I want a hint about what you're talking about. Oh, 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 wait, I have one because you were like, I want to share something. I want to share a presentation. So I think yours is about a business investment. (laughs) I think you're Stay tuned because today you guys are going to get in on the ground floor of a business (laughs) investment. That's what I'm bringing. No, yes, I have made a PowerPoint presentation because the thing that I'm sharing with you, I want to make sure you visually are in the right state of mind. But Mm -hmm. my best guess is those listening will immediately have the visuals. I don't I just didn't. Oh, I'm just slower than our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Honestly, that's a good that's a good guess. Yeah, I feel like I would pick up on the on the cultural references just a little half yeah. second behind. Well, speaking of being a half second behind, this week for me, the vid finally got me, as you know. It's been uh it's a it, it was COVID a covid week 19. for me. And um mm-hmm. listen, I'm, I'm vaxxed. Really sorry. I'm boosted. So luckily it was pretty mild uh for me okay. and I was in good shape. But I did want to bring this up cuz I don't think anyone's talking about this. Oh, All us. of the cis dudes in my life who and listen, covid affects everyone differently. I will say that. Yeah. But all the cis dudes in my life who oh, so I'm so sick. Um, I'm sorry. Did you also have blood gushing out of your vagina at the same time? <laughs> oh no! Because oh, yeah, it no. was a double hit. It was a period double and hit. COVID? Middle of the night. Yep, middle of the night. Fever, chills, and period combined. Do you get cramps when you get your period? Yeah, but like everything oh. was like my whole body was like, what is ejecting? Happening? <laughs> yeah, ejecting, <laughs> ejecting. <laughs> Oh, that really sucks. But I made it through. I I powered through. I'm here yeah. today to to present a PowerPoint to you. <laughs> just just to like put it all in a positive light. Was there any happy moment as a result of like having COVID? You were able to be like, you know what? I'm so thankful that like 
for the moments I do have with my friends, like with Nagin, for the moments I have in person with Logan, yeah. for the moments for the people in my life that I do love, like Cassie, like you had yeah, a greater yeah, yeah. appreciation for all of us. Yeah. Well, I did. I just said that I uh, it was very mild for me. So basically, <laughs> I took one sick day and then worked for the rest of the week. But yes, in those moments for that singular sick day that I took, I what I did was I spent the whole time <laughs> thinking about the people that I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thinking like, you know what, what better way to kick off a podcast episode than talking about my own period? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's fun for everyone to listen to. Did you have your period this week? No, I didn't. Which, again, a <laughs> okay, sign, a sign of it. us not sinking. You know, I'm obsessed well, with all of our cycles sinking. Yeah, we're <laughs> I'm determined. In, in very different places. So that makes sense. But I do think we had our period once around the same time. Yeah. And that's just. And I'll be cherish enough. that memory forever. I will cherish that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, oh. I have my phone. Okay, you're not going to need your phone for a minute. Okay. So you can just. Put it down. Stop <laughs> checking your text messages. Pay attention to uh, me. Well, Cassie did text me. I hope you have a great day. I love you very much. So, oh. yeah. You know, I'm really proud of you. I feel like based on your awkward story last week where you were embarrassed that you were like lovey-dovey with Cassie on a Zoom call accidentally, mm-hmm. you willingly sharing a loving note This is not partner. a Zoom call. This is a podcast. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> one's going to hear the podcast. Yeah. Tell everyone how we're doing. No one's listening. <laughs> I Speaking of listening, I'm just glad I can hear myself this time because the intro <laughs> of the last podcast episode... I couldn't hear myself. And when I was reviewing it, I was like, anyway, how was your week? I had a good time. It sounds like when my parents are talking to our family in Iran, they have to like scream the distance (laughs) of the phone call. (laughs) Like, you know, that's not how the phone works. You can speak at a normal volume and it will hear you just as well. (laughs) All right. Okay. So this week I followed my curiosity (laughs) to to the land of emojis all right i was with a friend and he was like did you know that there's an international conference for emojis where emojis are proposed and admitted into the lexicon Uh, for some reason my mind immediately went to like the actual emojis themselves coming to this yeah, conference. Yeah, the emojis get together. <laughs> yeah. And they talk about how stressful it is to always be used in all conversations. Yeah. So I then became obsessed with figuring out like, oh my God, yeah, these things that I use every single day, who, you know, they play a big role in my sense of humor on the phone, on Slack. <laughs> they really shoulder a lot of the emotional burden of my conversations. Like they come from somewhere. There are people that are deciding what emojis are we going to use. And there's a bug in your room. There is a fly. Oh, it's not a spider. <laughs> it is not a spider. It is a fly. At some point, I will catch it. It is fly season here. I have caught several flies in my in my home recently. Just so everyone knows, the room that Stevie's in right now is a windowless room. <laughs> so the fact that there's a fly, I feel like it's a homegrown thing. So I brought it. The yeah. office of sanitation to ride with me under my shirt today. So anyway, I looked into this, and apparently there's something called the Unicode Consortium. 
Okay. Mm-hmm, of course. It's a nonprofit. And their whole the, the goal of the consortium was started about 30 years ago is to make sure that all of the text that is sent on computers or through your phone for any language is sent and received in the way that it's intended. So when you write something in Arabic, in, in Hindi, in any other kind of um, non-English text from one phone to another, you'll receive it in Arabic or Hindi or Chinese oh. so that it doesn't turn into the question mark or the yes. empty box. Have you gotten that before? Is it only texting or is it also like tweeting and like things like oh, that? It's for text, not just texting. So anytime you're writing an email, you're sending a text message, writing a tweet. Anytime you're writing something on the internet or on your phone and it's transmitting to another device, it helps kind of standardize the language from software to software. So that everyone sees the same thing and you don't see it. And, and so when you do get like a box or a question mark, it's usually because the receiving phone's system hasn't been updated to include like the new and updated Unicode. Oh. So anyway. So it's usually an Android probably not to. <laughs> so usually, I mean, the, 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 the whole thing is about the text, but they're most famous for emojis. They are the group that actually selects the emoji icons that the world uses, mm. which I found so interesting. Like, who who is choosing this? I guess I never really thought about that before. All the emojis that we have are, yeah, are international. Exactly. So there are now, like, over 3,000 emojis that exist, okay, okay, in the world. And there's a consortium, right, that decides who or what emojis make it through the process. I'm going to tell you about the whole process because I feel like we should be submitting some proposals. Okay. (laughs) All right. So there's the usual suspects of like Adobe, Apple, Facebook, Google, IBM, Microsoft, Netflix, Esape, a German company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A bunch of volunteers from these companies are sitting around. They're having a a meeting twice a week to decide what the right emojis are. How did you get the, uh, like, meeting schedule? Like, you went deep. Remember how I said I hacked into your phone? (laughs) Well. (laughs) You just, like, pop into their Zoom meetings (laughs) twice a week. Hey, guys. (laughs) The original Zoom bomber. (laughs) So, okay, so this whole thing started. Also, emoji. I don't remember. Do you remember when you first started using emojis? Here's my thing with emojis. I think I've become a little bit more lenient in recent history with using emojis. I'm not a huge emoji person. I will emoji respond to slacks a lot. Okay. With the thumbs up. Thumbs up. Pray hand thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was very reluctant to adopt, but I did the cry face emoji, which I understand is more of a millennial thing, and the skull emoji is is more appropriate. But, you know, adopting something to go, this is funny, because previously yeah. I was only a ha-ha by choice. Yeah. I, so yeah. I, and I integrate both those things. But I'm not a big emoji user. And I just feel like emojis sometimes don't fully... They don't, they're not clever or witty. They don't fully like go through oh. what I want to share. I am a anti-user of emojis and emails very specifically. There's a certain 
group of people who will send mm-hmm. a professional email with like a smiley face in it. And yeah. I'm just like, girl, we, we're not on that level. You know, like I don't like I, you know, it's one don't thing. smile at me. It's one thing in like email exchange land where I'm like, I don't like if you need something from me, just ask me what you need and put a period at the end of the sentence. Don't be like, okay, you're late with this asset. Smiley face. I'm like, I don't. Don't need that part. I'm not. This is not endearing to me. Just tell me that I you need. I cannot wait to add a smiley face to every email I send you. I would accept smiley faces from you. I feel like okay. It's like you have to be on a certain. uh, You have to be friends. You have to be friends. Like okay. Like I don't need like so and so from whatever agency who's waiting on something to send me a smiley (laughs) face. Like we're not like that. Like we're good. We don't need that. You know. (laughs) It's like when someone says, "Um, "Hi, team." And they're not on your team. They're just like broadly, I guess, kind of working with you. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I'm oh not god. on your team. Oh god, I have a list of things that piss you me off. You have a lot an email. of unresolved rage, dude. I get like 500 get. emails a day. All I'm doing is in meetings and emailing, <laughs> in between meetings and during meetings. So yeah, I have a, a list of peeves. It's really interesting that you said before that you use the emojis in surface level yeah, conversations yeah. you don't find them to kind of make something clever or not right they're not like a tool yes used to they're universal the reason i find that very interesting is one of the one of the kind of um requirements when you submit a proposal for a new emoji is that that emoji represents multiple things it has multiple meanings mm-hmm. so it can't just be like uh, hot dog is just a hot dog. Yeah, right? of course not. <laughs> it, ha- it has to also represent X, Y, and Z. What are the metaphorical right. uses of the hot dog? Yeah. What are the pop culture or like literary references to a hot dog? And those all make it basically more likely that you're going to get accepted. Who can if it submit? Has multiple. You, you have to be on this this uh, committee. Anyone. Anyone can submit, but the committee chooses. So they get, I don't even know how many they get. They didn't release that number and I wasn't able to get into the email attachment (laughs) that that revealed that. (laughs) But only about like 30 to 50 emojis get approved every single year. Oh, wow. And they're meeting twice a week about this. So if if, so, something's got to really catch fire for them. So all the things that are not approved must be terrible. Most of them get axed because the image of the proposed emoji doesn't work at a really small scale. Mm. That seems to be like the biggest uh, eliminator. Okay. So the the picture, the emoji of the Sistine Chapel <laughs> needs yes. to look like a Sistine Chapel. Yes, yes. At, at a small text, you know, phone. I can't tell level. you how often I'm looking through my emojis going, if only. <laughs> this- if only. <laughs> But there's like a whole world of people that is behind these emoji things. There's a place, there's a, there's like a, I don't know, some organization called Emoji Nation. And they are emoji enthusiasts that help emoji proposals get ready. (laughs) (laughs) And they were responsible for some fun emojis like the dumpling and the hijab girl and the arepa. And they're trying to basically find ways to make emoji emojis one like more more inclusive mm-hmm. and reflective of okay. a lot of different people and 
guess how long it takes for an emoji to be fully reviewed, approved, and then launched? Well, you said 30 to 50 a year get approved, and they're meeting twice a week. So they're meeting like 100 times which does not give me any insight into the timeline. <laughs> but you do know how to do some basic multiplication. Well, things take a long time. So I'm mm. going to go with 12 weeks. One to two years. What? One to two years. Yes, I, w- I, I need to be, no, I don't need another meeting on my calendar. I was like, I need to be sitting <laughs> in these meetings, but I don't. I don't actually. But, but the, the reason it does is because they're, actually consulting with external experts to see like if the emoji or the the concept that they're trying to represent is accurately depicted by this emoji. So when they okay. were creating the deaf man, they consulted with What? I didn't even know. Wait, you're saying if I go on my phone and I go to your text messages, everybody please pull out your phones and the search if you type in deaf, you'll see that it's a person pointing to their ear and you see these like two lines you have a woman a man and a person so person was added in more recent times a third person was added that was gender neutral but i can't tell like you can't see the names of the emoji on exactly you can't see the names of the emoji but each of these emojis does have a name which is very useful because i think there's always been this like you know, controversy over what does, why am I calling it a controversy? It wasn't a controversy. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what you're about to scandalize this situation. (laughs) But there was this whole thing where people like, is the poop emoji chocolate? Is it chocolate froyo? Is it a piece of shit? (laughs) No, it's a pile of poo. It's a pile of poop. I don't recall that controversy. I, I, yeah, I always thought it was a pile of poop. We were knee deep in controversy (laughs) over that one. And pile of poop. But anyway, so they're consulting experts to make sure the way they're depicting it. Does the poop look right for everyone in the world? (laughs) The poop one is interesting (laughs) because so all of these companies, like the Microsofts, the Mm -hmm. Apples, the Googles that, that are part of this consortium, they then have to design the emoji into their own version, like their version of the emoji to match their yes, their, their branding. Aesthetic. Okay. But they all have to be pretty similar, right, to yeah. each other so that it's understood. But um, at one point, Google's emoji for the poo wasn't the one with the smiley face. It was like a steaming pile of poo with no face and just flies and steam coming out of it. Okay. Now it's they're all smiling poops. They're all smiling poops so that we're all on the same page about what kind of poop you're sending me. Wow. Right? That was a great meeting day, honestly. <laughs> you cuz you know that like all of the all the Microsofts were like coming into that week going, oh, "I can't believe they tried to put flies on the poop and I'm going to stick it to them in this meeting." And then like that was that was the meeting of the that day. Was the that was I mean, yeah. let's be honest, that was probably 2 weeks worth of meetings on that poop. Do you think they talked about like how many swirls? Oh, for sure. Right here I'm seeing four levels to the smiling poop emoji. Yeah. Now, if you're going to send me a work email, <laughs> And asking for an asset and you use the poop emoji, I will accept it. But do not send me a smiley face. That is more your style. But there's this woman. And man, there's a woman named Jennifer Daniel. I wouldn't mind bringing her on the show. 
Like I became pretty obsessed with her. She seems very cool. She's the head of the emoji subcommittee for the Unicode Consortium. And she's also a designer at Google. But she's this woman that's been, she must be a millennial. She's just totally going all in on making emojis as inclusive and as representative as possible. And I read one of her latest proposals that was accepted Hmm. into this year's batch of emoji winners. And it's the person with the swollen belly. So this used to only be a woman with the purple purple sweater with long hair, right? It used oh. to only be that. Then what was added this year was a man yes. with a pregnant belly or a swollen belly and a person with a swollen belly or pregnant belly. All of these proposals, the ones that actually make it every year are public. So anybody can go read it. And it's like this eight to 10 page proposal where what they what she does is she explains why the emoji is important, why it's important to have this update. There's all this data on how this is something that's like basically either wanted by the people or is so culturally relevant. So she she shares some research about the frequency of why we need to have pregnant man and pregnant people added. And she shows that the just the Google search, she also includes a column for a Bing search. <laughs> <laughs> but Google search, there were 458 million searches for pregnant people and over 400 million searches for pregnant man. Huh. And then the other versions that she has are 6 billion searches for food baby and 45, <laughs> 45 million searches for bloated. So this is her showing the multiple uses of an emoji, right? But you're saying these phrases are most likely coming up in like longer sentences or per- something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think there's a, like the keywords in them. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm bloated. Please help me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it. these are all uh, these are all WebMD searches. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I love this because, it's, I mean, especially now we talk about how like a woman is not the only person that can be pregnant. Men can be pregnant. People can be pregnant. And I love that this shows that our emojis, which are not a language, but, you know, they're they're a tool for expressing ourselves are just another way of of saying what we want to say or representing what we want. I will say you've shed a new light on emojis for me. I looked down (laughs) on emojis before, but now I'm like, you know... They're, they're putting a, try. a lot of thought into emojis. What are your, yeah. what like, you rely on emojis, or not rely, but you like emojis. I like emojis a lot. I think they're a fun way of making a conversation playful. It It's a way for me to not feel repetitive okay. with my words. I actually do want to know something, though. This is why I, have, I, I had you bring your phone. I want to know what your top five most used emojis are. Um, You've got, uh, he, what is it called? Like uh, praise, praise hands, praise hands. Jesus. We got the praise okay. hands, uh, yep. which I use for like, uh, and you know what? I think all of these are slack because I don't, so I must be like mobile. You slack on your you phone. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, oh, you've done such a great job. Thank you mm-hmm. for doing that thing for me. Yep. 
I have um, prayer hands that I use like frequently as thank you so much. Thank God you did that for me. (laughs) Yeah, thank God. Everyone is helping you so much. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone is really helping me. Um, I have a heart in my body, but also on my phone. Got it. And that's also, I, I do use that as like a thank you, but like more heartfelt. I appreciate you. Yeah, we we had a producer who's been here for a long time whose last day was yesterday and um and so we had a Slack exchange and then I was like heart. Like it's like that type of thing where it's like, oh, I, you know, this is more than a the <laughs> praise and a and a prayer. Why are you laughing at me? I'm trying to be very descriptive about my usage. There's a producer that's been here for a decade. I was not a decade. Contributions. And so I sent them a red heart. Not a decade. They feel my gratitude. No, I'm just saying. There's these are levels of thank you, gratitude things. Okay. Okay. Um I do, unfortunately, the next one is a winky face. Uh, oh, yeah. this girl used a winky face. Yeah, it's Did a winky face. you send it face. to somebody from work, you think? Sometimes I'll do a multi-winky face. Oh, yeah. That is like a, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it's yes. supposed to be like. Mm. You know, like, this was really cheesy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Multiple winky face. Um, and then the next one is uh, the face with the heart eyes. Oh, I love that one. This would be usage in a in a conversation with Cassie, maybe. Yeah. It would be like she sends me a photo of Ringo looking cute. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, heart eyes situation, yeah. like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. this is the next one. I do use this one on Slack a lot. This is the... Face palm. <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah. This is the... <laughs> it's on brand. So-and-so did this thing again. Ugh, face palm situation, <laughs> which is another frequent yes. use. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is great. So that's the only one. The face palm is the only one that you frequently use that's not overly positive. Yeah. That's a really good point. So maybe you can cycle out of that one. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, here's to hoping. <laughs> So mine, oh, you really, you talked about this one. The most frequently used emoji I have is the face with the tears of joy. The cry laugh face. Really dates me. Yeah. 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 Oh, ha, 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 I, Logan. Just keep laughing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. With your dry let's eyes. Talk, let's talk specifically <laughs> about this because the LOL, absolutely not in my, in my mind. Going back to how you laugh via text. Yeah. LOL always seemed very cheesy to me. If I ever use it, it is in a reference to the cheese factor of LOL. I was always a ha-ha because, I don't know, in my mind it was like, oh, I'm not giving a lot here. Like (laughs) It was more realistic. It's more realistic. (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. And then like LMAO, like absolutely not. You're definitely not a raffle girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No raffle. (laughs) This bitch is not rolling on no floors. (laughs) And then, then, yeah, the whole like cry face emoji versus skull emoji. In my mind, it's like, man, those are like the same. Those are like in the same like reaction mode type of things. Yeah. But you're saying that like cry face is your number one so you don't use the like ha ha response button. I'll use that too. 
Okay. Yeah, okay. I will use that too. Yeah. Okay. So the face with tears of joy, not only is it my most frequently used emoji, but it was 2015's Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year. What do you mean? Oxford Dictionary always has a word of the year. Okay. And in 2015, it wasn't a word. It was an emoji. And the emoji was the face with the tears of joy. Oh, God. Yeah. Again, that's dating me. Great. But I love to use it. The next one, I also have a red heart. Okay. Right? I'll use Right. (laughs) I don't know. You tell me. I guess so. I'll use that for (laughs) a variety of things. But- Yeah, tell me the things. Yeah. It's like a, a thank you. I really appreciate it. That's so sweet. I'm here for you. There's a there's like some kind of emotion attached to it. Like, oh, I, f- I feel you type of yeah. thing. Yeah. And then the next one is the loud, loudly crying. It's called loudly crying. It's the face with oh, the, the tears two, that are vertical lines. Two rectangles. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a, this is like comedically so sad? Or like what, what is the use case for that? So this is the crazy thing. I always have used it when I'm like really laughing at something. Yeah. No, sorry. Not when I'm really actually laughing, but when I find something <laughs> I'm never very... laughing at anything. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm like, that's really funny. Okay, that that makes sense. Yeah. But when I looked up what the, it's called loudly crying, but there are also some like search words that they have in Unicode so that when you search in your keyboard, a yeah. keyboard, it comes up. Yeah. None of them were happy. None of them were like laughing or positive related. It was all huh. like sad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm using this in a very different way. I think than that your usage is, is correct. I have not seen it. Like if someone was actually sad or crying, I've not seen that uh, emoji usage. And then I use the flame, the fire. Like, oh, that's so cool. Love it. Da, da, da. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the very last one I have is the, it's called the Nazar. Like one of those purple Nazar amulet. Things? It's a per, It's a blue circle and it's the, somebody would call it like the evil eye. Okay. But it's it's to ward off the evil eye. Oh, so you use okay. it, you use it, or I use it when it's like you're talking about really good things that are happening and you oh. don't want to- Jinx it? Jinx it, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Well, a lot of good things are happening for you then if that's one of your top <laughs> emojis. Or or if somebody's telling me good their good news and my congratulations, I'll also use it A lot of good them. things are happening to people around you is what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. That, the flame, the laughing, the hearts. I'm in a positive place. But you know what? Maybe we should do like a, just a quarterly check-in on our emojis to see if we're- <laughs> Quarterly check-in. <laughs> yeah. See if we're in a good place or not. Well, that is super fucking interesting. I never stuff. thought that hard about emojis before. And now I'm going to every, I'm going to analyze every conversation. Everything is going to be an emoji. Emoji-centric. If you choose to think more about it, though, you can also adopt an emoji. (laughs) You can Um, adopt an emoji. So you can adopt, for example, Mythical can adopt the pride emoji flag. What do you mean? Your adoption is basically like a gift to the nonprofit for doing their work, but you get to be a sponsor for a certain amount of time of that emoji. So like, for $500 a year, for $1,000 a year, for $2,000 a year, the emoji will be kind of like yours in name. Hmm. 
Okay, well, I'll have to think about that one. Um, um, but the- okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I always love bringing new ideas to the table, and this is just this is just one of those experiences that's going to encourage me. <laughs> Do you want your company to be associated with the hamburger emoji? They say. Do you feel like the poor semicolon, the equal sign, never get any respect? Who's they? <laughs> this is. The Unicode organization. I'm. Oh, they also copy. arrange for adoptions, emoji adoptions. They are, there too. exactly. Yeah. Okay, that was super interesting. Um, and I mean that. I I'm I mean that with all of my red heart. I don't mean that in a sarcastic <laughs> way. Okay, I have, as I mentioned, prepared a PowerPoint presentation for you. So let me go ahead and share that, and then you will get you will be able to read the title page. Okay. Here I it's go. A- oh, wow. Okay. What I'm looking at, everyone, is a white screen. Excuse me. You don't need to Ar- tell them Ariel what the design font. is. Okay. This is not a design-forward presentation. Okay. It's written as a sentence, though. Things from my childhood that felt gay but technically were not by Stevie Winlevy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Okay. So a little context. This is like... Wait, I'm sorry. Do we need context for this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, fine. Maybe not. Maybe as we're jumping into it, that it might it might resonate with you. Um, But give us a little bit because not everybody. I'm sorry. You do want the context then. (laughs) Um, Basically, like when I think back to you know we're we're gonna begin in like the early 90s. There's all these like pop cultural references or things that were happening in my childhood that now when I think back on them, I'm like ah they kind of seem queer to me. And and by queer, I'm explicitly talking about like female queerness or like okay. you know I don't want to say like lesbian queerness, but but like you know like that. That area of queerness, I'm not talking about like dude, dudely gay. I'm that's so okay. that's the gay I'm talking about. So, like, for example, let me go to the next slide for you. <laughs> Specifically, Mary Kate and not Ashley Olsen. Oh, okay. Yes. Tell me more. Okay. Oh, I see so, what you're saying. I see what yes. you're saying. <laughs> so I've I've given you several images here, and for our friends listening, basically. Mary-Kate was always like the tomboy would be the phrase that I guess you'd use of the mm-hmm. of the two. And Ashley was always very feminine and girly. And that's kind of, I think, maybe how they branded them very purposefully. Yeah. But okay. as a child, you're not really thinking about how, you know, they branded the these two <laughs> girls. You're just thinking right. like, oh, I want to hang out with Mary-Kate. I don't want to hang out with Ashley. Mary-Kate seems like she's like me, and I might be gay. So Mary-Kate might be gay. It's this, like, feeling. I don't know. It's this projection. Yeah. I (laughs) I don't know how to, like, you'll see as we go through. Again, like, I'm not saying that Mary-Kate is gay, because as far as I know, she's not. But, like, she just felt gay to me. She just feels like the gay one. And, in fact... I remember, not the specifics, but I remember having a dream as a kid. Well, some specifics I remember because they're very odd. I just remember (laughs) in my dream, I was hanging out with Mary-Kate and Ashley. And Mm -hmm. 
For some reason, Mary-Kate was in a wheelchair. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But also, it was very clear that Mary-Kate liked me and had a crush on oh, me. And that yeah. was, like, the dream. Now, it wasn't a dirty dream. It didn't go... Yeah. May- maybe there was, like, some kind of kiss situation. But, like, the feeling of the dream was, like, Mary-Kate is into me. Um, yeah. Very yeah. specifically. I love how, like, how narcissistic that is, that it wasn't even, like, I really like Mary-Kate. I was like, no, in my dream, Mary-Kate likes me. She's <laughs> That's what me. I like about it. We're looking at really young pictures, but I'm going to just age them a little bit so this is a more comfortable conversation. They're attractive women. And well, they were, <laughs> keep they were this attra- in mind. They were, like, attractive girls. They're a couple years older than we are, at least, at least a year older than we are. So, like, you know, same age. So I'm obviously like when all of these movies came out. So they had like, you know, that series of movies that started in like 1994 that I oh, think gosh, were called the like movies were so good. Mary Kate and Ashley's Adventure colon something. And all of those I looked on IMDb and they came out between 94 and like all the way up to 2000. So the the we had a, a farmhouse and at this farmhouse there was no there was nothing to do other than there's this – I mean, there's plenty to do. You can go on hikes, et cetera, but I was a child, so there was nothing to do. Um, and we had, like, a small TV that had one of those built-in VHS – I mean, v- VCRs, and mm-hmm. we had Mary-Kate and Ashley tapes. And so, like, that was our entertainment for the most part whenever we'd go up to the farmhouses just watching Mary-Kate and Ashley. So I was kind of obsessed with Mary-Kate and Ashley. Totally. And specifically Mary-Kate. But um, the, the interesting thing – about the evolution of this entire, you know, relationship is that um, Elizabeth Olsen, who's their younger sister, who I believe is exactly my age or maybe a year younger, Uh uh, is amazing. Also, there's something queer. There's something queer (laughs) about her. And so now I'm like, there's that. That's where my Olsen obsession, not obsession, but, you know, that's where my Olsen feelings have gone. They've gone into, not into... They've gone. They've gone, too. they've gone and placed themselves yeah. on the youngest yeah. girl. <laughs> I don't know their whole family. Maybe there's another younger one, but Elizabeth. I Olsen. think there's another kid. Okay, so now you're into you're into her, or you just suspect you, there's some queerness there. There's some queerness there. Also, I think she's awesome, and and um, yeah, maybe I'm into her. I guess I just have yeah. discovered that right now. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna move on to a different. These these first slides are more like actor character based. So the next okay. one from the same-ish time period oh. <laughs> is Thora Birch. Yes. And it's interesting because when I was trying to Google images that kind of supported my feeling, they're a little bit more difficult. Like you Google the Mary-Kate images and like she's wearing a backwards hat and she's wearing a soccer mm-hmm. jersey and it's like very on-the-nose tomboy. Yeah. And Thora Birch like I was first introduced to her in Hocus Pocus, which was in 1993. Um, Fantastic film. Her her next movie that I remember uh, was Now and Then, which I also really liked. And you can see my Thora Birch Hocus Pocus image isn't – there's nothing overtly like – tomboy except i think you might own the same hat that she's wearing (laughs) yeah also i picked an image in which she's rolling her eyes which i think is very queer (laughs) to do but like i don't know there's some kind of feeling that i i had as a kid where i was like yes thora birch is like me and Mm -hmm. then well wait can i ask you a quick question yeah 
what does it mean for something to feel queer? I don't know how to put it in words. It's like, do you need it's to like, use an emoji? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the the gaydar of it all. Yeah, it's just like this feeling that mm-hmm. there's something there. And and truthfully, my gaydar has proven itself to be correct most of the time. So these okay. are interesting cases for me because I did search like. Thora Birch bisexuals. I'm glad we're not going through my search history or Thora Birch, (laughs) you know, husband or whatever. Because I was like, you know, I think maybe I had these feelings because they were true. But Mm. in the case of what I can see from Mary Kate and Thora Birch, not true. I, I, nothing really popped up. Now, I don't know their personal lives and I don't know how much, uh, you know, attention people are paying to Thora Birch's sexuality. But mm-hmm. now and then just was like a queer movie in general. And how come? It's been so long since I've seen it. Obviously. So, you know, there's remember. there's obviously the set of like younger actresses who are juxtaposed against like their older selves and like. The older actresses, one of them is Rosie O'Donnell and there's Demi Moore. And mm-hmm. um, but Rosie's character was supposed to be a lesbian. And mm. at the time, that was extremely touchy. And they didn't want to, from what I read, like distract from the rest of the plot. So they never really touched on oh, that. Okay. But like. I mean, it's Rosie O'Donnell. And like if you, you know, so it's very clear. And and Christina Ricci plays her younger self. And Christina Ricci's very um, tomboyish and now and then, Mm -hmm. which is a spoiler alert to my next slide, because now and then is kind of an attaching movie for me. But you can also see Thora Birch in now and then. And she has a little bit of a, um, you know, tomboyish thing going on. And then also... The other actress who plays, uh, I believe, the younger version of Demi Moore is Gabby Hoffman, who is queer in real life. Um, So, as I said, we'll move on to the other now and then um, person, Christina Ricci. Now, Mm -hmm. I believe now and then was 94, maybe 95, but Casper was 95. and. I loved Casper. This I, was a fantastic movie. Right? I had a huge cu- huge crush you on Casper. You had a huge cock. <laughs> I had a huge cock on Casper. <laughs> <laughs> I had a huge crush on Casper. Devin Sawa mm. is who played Casper. Um, yes. Okay. So I remember having one of my birthdays. A huge crush on Christina Ricci. <laughs> no. And that's the other thing is like these weren't overt things, but yeah. I, I I was obsessed with Casper. I had a Casper birthday cake that year. I always had um, birthday parties where everyone would bring like their bikes and their rollerblades and stuff. And we'd yeah. like, you know, bike and rollerblade around the little cul-de-sac, except for I never would because I was really scared of everyone else <laughs> running into me. So I would no. just hang out and eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's something about Christina Ricci in Casper. And again, I, when I went to Google, it, it wasn't like that clear. But see, I have this image of Devin Sawa when Casper's a uh, real boy uh, mm-hmm. and Christina Ricci. And there's just something I don't know. There's something about her body language. There's something about the way that she carries herself yeah. um, and, and kind of that tomboy-esque type of feel. I also think it's like, you know, oftentimes like a 
a a more um I don't want to say powerful because she didn't play necessarily like powerful characters, but she played characters with like a very specific POV that spoke their mind. Yeah, she had. I do think it's powerful. I think she was like a very self-assured person. Yeah. Her roles like Wednesday and then what was her? Yeah. I forget the name of her character in Casper. But she was somebody that like was kind of seemed comfortable with who she was. Yes. Which is so different than how women or girls are depicted yes. in most of the movies. Yeah, I think that you're totally right. I think that's part of it. And and also like kind of effortlessly cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I know that she could we're... not be bothered. Yeah, exactly. So and again, looked up Christina Ricci, can't really find <laughs> anything, but just a feeling. Um Okay. So then we move on to Oh, Alex Mack. Yeah. Yeah. This is I, a good, yeah. This is a good one. Yeah. What's your what's your relationship uh, to Alex Mack? I just love when that bitch would evaporate into some liquid. <laughs> he would just go poof. <laughs> I just he was like a silver blob on the floor. Yeah. This and I'm like, like, how is nobody seeing the slime going through? <laughs> <laughs> going through the yeah. doorway. Yeah, this was primetime Nickelodeon programming. This was like Great when they show. had like awesome live action series, um, also 94. And Alex Mack has become kind of a little bit of a queer cultural icon at this point because, you know, the backwards hat or the beanie was so kind of intrinsic to this particular character. They really wanted her to feel like one of the guys, you know. Um, yeah. And... Uh, I actually had to Google. I couldn't remember the plot of Alex Mack, but basically, like, they live in a town where everyone works at this, like, chemical lab. And <laughs> the chemicals that they're developing, she accidentally gets hit by a truck that has a bunch of the chemicals and they go all over her and she develops these powers. She's basically sprayed with acid. And yeah. Becomes, somehow survives it all. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Alex Mack. I just looked her up because I didn't remember. She also was the woman that played in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Yeah. She was the likable character of the two She was sisters. a super feminine. She, what yeah. a range. Yeah. Julia Stiles was the older sister who like had a bit of an edge. And then Larissa Ulnick was like, oh, and everyone likes her. And she's like yeah. the sweet popular one. Um, I love 10 Things I Hate About You. But that's a really good example of, you know, my queer feeling about her mm -hmm. stopping at Alex Mack because I didn't okay. really like have that for 10 Things I Hate About You. It didn't carry on. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah. you know, the previous women that we've talked about, they played like multiple roles where you're like, yeah. huh, I'm getting a little vibe. Um, right. And Larissa Olnick, I don't really get that vibe. She's also in um, Mad Men. Um, and so she's been like popping up uh recently and I'm, I'm not getting the vibe there um, <laughs> okay although i didn't google her and she's probably the one that actually is queer in some kind of way <laughs> um so alex mack yes of course now this wow. one is um oh my god recent discovery do you remember matilda i loved matilda and okay honey was like all of our saviors yes um well saviors an interesting word like really really <laughs> Hot yeah. is, uh, you know, another way to describe her. I um, was talking about this with Cassie, and I was like, you know, Miss Honey and Matilda. And she was like, I don't even know Matilda. Like, I don't even know the what? movie that you're referencing. And she's eight years older than I am, so sometimes we'll have that, 
like moment of yeah. being on different pages with pop culture. But I've talked about Matilda multiple times because <laughs> it was such a iconic movie in my mind, not just yeah. because of Miss Honey. Just it was yeah. I just thought it was awesome. Um, and I believe Mara Wilson, who plays Matilda, is queer. But okay. Miss Honey, who was Matilda's um, teacher and then, spoiler alert, winds up adopting her at the end of the film. She is a outspoken, <laughs> smart woman who has never been married, who lives in a cottage. I like how you emphasized cottage. Well, As cottage. If there's something core. Is there something yeah. queer about cottages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, there's really? like a cottage core female queerness thing. Um, this oh. is somewhat sparked by Taylor Swift, which is, you know what, a subject I'm not going to get into okay. uh, today. She's not in this presentation. She's not in this presentation. This is about okay. my childhood. Okay. Um, but Miss Honey, whoo! I'm telling you, I mean, she is also I mean, just a very attractive. Um, she is. She I is. mean, look at those cheekbones in the image where she, she was so like, nurturing up, too. You know? oh, so yeah. nurturing. She was. <laughs> so does Miss Tr- does Miss Trunchbull make uh, an appearance in this life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that guess, was yeah. maybe another queer woman <laughs> that you left off. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. Um, I do, I do uh, not have trends on this okay. list. Uh, but um, yeah, Miss Honey, big, big shout out yeah. there. Um, now I believe, do we go into, no, okay. Uh, another um. another person. Oh, Logan <laughs> likes this one. Lindsay Lohan. I'm talking specifically about <laughs> Parent Trap to start. Again, yes. a movie that's come back into like the broader pop cultural zeitgeist. But, you know, she plays twins. The British twin is more feminine, girly. Mm-hmm. And then the American twin has that, like, good old... The Mary-Kate. You know, yeah, the <laughs> Mary-Kate vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, in this image, you you clearly know who the little queer one is, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. Um, oh. And then, you know, that kind of transfers over into Freaky Friday, um, yeah. You have those pants. You have those cargo yeah, I do. pants that she's wearing. Yeah. Belt. Don't have that belt. Don't have the studded no. belt. Yeah. So she she brings the vibe over. Arguably, there's something about her and Mean Girls that felt a little queer to me. So this is an example of like she brings it with her. But also, you know, she brings it with her into real life. So that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, okay, let's see. Is this the last person on my list? Oh, no. Okay, this is oh. a deep cut. This is a deep cut and one you might not know. Do you remember the show Popular on I WB? I I watched this. No, but these women look like they're 20-some years old. Are they even <laughs> high schoolers? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. They're in Banana Republic clothes. <laughs> so popular on the WB was actually, I believe, Ryan Murphy's very first show that he created Mm. before he became Ryan Murphy. And the general premise, it was was a high school-based ensemble cast, but the premise was that um, Brooke McQueen, played by Leslie Bibb, who's the blonde one, is like the real popular one, of course, because whenever you have blonde hair, that means that you're popular. Popular. Yeah. And then Sam McPherson, played by Carly Pope, is the like 
sweet book nerd who has brown hair, but she's also <laughs> extremely attractive. And yeah. um, there she has brown hair with some texture, so she's definitely not the popular yeah. girl. <laughs> I mean, that choker says it all. Um, and so their parents who are single get together and then they oh. I believe they get married and they are forced to like become sisters and like even though they're from opposite sides of the popularity tracks and so of <laughs> course like there's tension there and drama but they you know their relationship is they work it out. solid okay. and I think they worked it out a little bit beyond being sisters <laughs> <laughs> I always got. And the funny thing is, so Leslie Bibb, who plays Brooke McQueen, she also is the um, kind of leading female character in a scripted series that we did a handful of years ago called Buddy System. Um, Uh She kind of plays the antagonist character, but she is our our female lead. And the the backstory is that, like, she dated uh, Rhett and Link's characters back in high school. So, like, she's, like, somewhat of a former romantic interest to the two of them. And uh, when we cast her, I was so excited because I was like, <laughs> I remember the singular season of Popular where she played <laughs> this character. And I don't think I like truly connected the dots to why I was so excited. But that's really why is because I was like, oh, yeah, I, there's I something this. queer about this relationship. Yep. And uh, she at one point. Maybe maybe we can still make this happen. I was going to have Leslie and Carly on something that I was doing. And so there's a, you know, I because I told Leslie, like, you know, I was a really big popular fan. And she was like, oh, Carly's going to love this. And she, like, looped us into a text message. And I was like, guys, this is this is everything for me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure dream. Carly was like, I what the fuck is that? Like, they were like, this is so weird. Like, no Did one else. Did she type is... back LOL? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny that you say this, that, that that you think that there was this, you know, potential romance between these half-sisters on the show. Because yeah. Mindy Kaling recently tweeted this thing where she was like, why is it that with white families on TV, the siblings always seem to be flirting? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. There was that, that's always a very this, like, good point line that's being towed a little too hard. Yeah. Well, and also like this particular genre, like there's just a lot of like look acting where it's like, okay, now look intensely. <laughs> look intensely at that person and we're going to have to guess what that intense look means. And for me, I was like, that's sex. Like sex they want to have sex with each other. Like that's what I'm that's Okay, but to be honest, is that what you were thinking or were you thinking they they want to make out with each other? Like, was your mind I don't going to think sex then? I don't think it was thinking either thing. I don't think that that was like a... um, You were thinking desire. I think I was like subconsciously thinking there's something that I like about this relationship, but I wasn't, you know... (laughs) You found yourself intensely looking at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think (laughs) it was later in life when I developed, you know, I have this like tick where um, I will yell, make out, make out at the screen (laughs) when two women are on screen and they should clearly be making out. Because that whole tension stare thing stands and it, it, yeah. it you know uh, it's just now more often than not there's programming that actually shows the make out part which is uh, right. nice right. but um, um, okay so I think that's my last like characters in a show and now we will move on to just things just inanimate objects that felt <laughs> queer to me uh, starting with the Umbro short 
That that was a big part of your wardrobe. Yes, up. I I had many an an umbro short, specifically umbros, and yeah. I feel like tomboys at that time were also in that wardrobe. So like you could spot an umbro short wearer and like yeah, do. A I mean, nod. the key was were you rolling it up to make it short or were you keeping it absolutely long? not. <clears throat> so no, that's no. that's I think that's the big distinction. Yeah. Sometimes a single yeah. roll so that the little uh, doodad tie string yeah. could like pop out the top but no 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 yeah um okay. and and for some reason umbro over nike adidas like those were also in the wardrobe but there's something like classically queer to me about yeah. umbro shorts okay now this one i recently thought about and i was like you know do you remember this period of time where um yes. there's a bead store in 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 greensboro and bead making and bead making parties were like a thing weird i was never invited to a party but i would have loved that uh, I'm sorry. I I'm remember. Okay. I feel like using that cry face emoji. <laughs> I feel like be okay. I'm ready to fight you on this because how was this? A, I saw bead making. I was like, remember that phase? Is this also you know used with hemp? I think <laughs> the hemp necklaces. I think I'm thinking more bead store because also yes, I know what you're talking about. Where um you know, like little kids will have that like travel case, plastic case with the dividers that have beads and they'll like make their own bead stuff on their own personal time. That's that's, a, that's an edge that's case. That's different. Yeah, yep. th- that's an edge case for me. Bead stores, just like there's a very lesbian, like almost Subaru-esque vibe about a bead store. Um, I just mm-hmm. feel like, you know, there was a lot of like mid-50s women uh, with like long bead necklaces with like um, Chico's-esque flowy things that like, uh-huh. I just don't know what was happening in the back of the store. The you know store, what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just feeling a I guess I, I never I never went into a bead store, so I can't say for certain, but yeah. I don't take your word for it. I just remember the hemp necklaces, which is yeah. different from the edge case child's beads that you were talking yeah. about the hemp necklace that was how you I felt like soccer boys that's like a the puka shell wear situation yes yeah, yeah. exactly yeah mm. no that um i mean i could see i could see a little queerness there but just depending on who's wearing that but no no i'm talking about bead stores and bead, bead making, stores uh, okay that craze is this um, different from a michael's this is different from a michael's this is very okay. specifically a bead store i want to be bead clear store. a bead yeah. store um <laughs> Now, the picture encyclopedia. This is where we... <laughs> this is where you lose me. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. I So I want to I divorce the, um, the characters and the people I feel very strongly about. The items I, I have a loose association with. And I think mostly because these were related to me very directly and I'm very gay. <laughs> the picture encyclopedia was my favorite book. And I remember I got it one Hanukkah and or birthday, Hanukkah birthday. Um and I just like was into that thing. And mind you, this was like before the internet, you know, before internet access at, at least in the home. And so mm-hmm. um you know, I and I don't want to go as far as to say like science was queer or bugs were queer, but it's all in the <laughs> same general area. You know what I mean? Like going no, to science No, I camp, don't know what you bugs. mean. Um, well, okay, let's go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> we 
<laughs> okay, that was it. I thought you yeah. were going to show me a page in the book that was like, and there's the evidence. No, 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 no. Generally, a picture encyclopedia. Um, okay. So that's why we can move quicker through these. This, um, I don't know if you remember the Ken doll that you shaved. Do you remember this not- Ken doll? No, that's amazing. Shaving fun Ken. Yeah. So, well, you remember that I said, like, I always was the one that played Ken when we were playing Barbies. That's pretty queer. Yeah. Ken himself, you know, very feminine, attractive little dude. Also in great shape and beautiful. Yeah. Long, like these. Not likely to be a straight man. Yeah. These shaving fun Ken, like this one on the right with the evoking like a stoner 90s-esque hoodie situation. With, like, long flowing hair. It's like, you know. Um, and basically, you would take the little foam razor and dunk it in hot water and then shave it over uh, their face and their beard would disappear. And listen, I don't like a beard. Amazing. So I just think this is very queer. I'm like, let's get rid of the beard so you can be, like, a, an attractive androgynous person. That's could pretty queer. You use, could you use that shaver anywhere else on their body? Or was it just the face? <laughs> yeah, it also just, it shaved like off anatomy as well. <laughs> just like, it was like a castration yeah. device. And you're like, Barbie oh, should perfect. come up, should come up with like a, a, a spa, a spa Barbie that has like yeah. a waxing salon that you can, yeah, that you can shave off and on. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then this, the final one in my presentation, I think goes back to the encyclopedia where it's like, I mean, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep it for uh, just us, but hunting for shark's teeth. I mean, I just, is there anything like more that. lesbian <laughs> yeah. than that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a little lesbian thing to do. You know, it's like you could just go out on the beach and spot them, you know? Especially yeah. if you take that shark tooth back to the beach store. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But, you know, you just like okay. the little lesbians on the beach, uh, you know, they're not the ones out in the sun, you know, they're the <laughs> ones really searching for shark's teeth. I mean, for I jewels. That, I think that holds up. That holds up. Oh, um, so wow. that's my that's my PowerPoint presentation. I love that you took me back to your childhood <laughs> because I feel like that's the time of your life. That, you know, you're still peeling back the layers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, there is an all-new appreciation for Miss Honey. Um, yeah. 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 I'll say I'll say that much. I mean, I'll, I'll leave it there. I'd text Miss Honey. I wonder what she's doing now. I wonder what Miss Honey is doing right now. Miss Honey, if you're listening to us, please, please tweet at us. I at like how I didn't hashtag even. Hashtag Gay Grimsley. I didn't even <laughs> attempt to look up what that actress's name is like in, you're just I like, like she's out of my wanna, league <laughs> she's out of my league no i just like i don't want to taint the memory she, yeah yeah she yeah. just will forever be miss honey yeah i think she's probably like a character in ncis right now like <laughs> <Long> <laughs> <over> SVU. <laughs> that's a good speaking guess. of speaking of law and order well i got my first speeding ticket <gasps> no i got my very first speeding ticket at 30 some years old my friends which I feel pretty good about. What what like what kind of speed are we talking? I just don't feel so comfortable sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's between are we me talking and about my insurance highway? company. Are we talking about highway situation? Are we talking about yeah. Sur- okay, yeah, we're talking yeah, yeah. about highway. It was a highway. Yes. I wasn't like going like 50 in a school zone. <laughs> 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 but this is this is my awkward awkward moment of the week that I need some advice on. Okay, 
What's done is done. Okay. okay I'm going to okay. just say what's yeah, done yeah, is yeah. done. This is just for next time. Yeah. I got my first ticket. And this is a funny thing because I have for a very long time been very proud of the fact that I've never gotten pulled over by a cop. I've never. Oh, you've never even gotten pulled over? Ever? I've never even gotten pulled over. No. Wow. But I, I was just too big for my britches because I had started coming up with stories like, oh, my God, if I ever get pulled over, I am going to be very good at getting out of the ticket. I I just I was like, oh, okay, I'm definitely going to say that I have my period, that yeah. there's like blood gushing. What can I say to a cop to make him so uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to cry. And so I get pulled over and I, I'm embarrassed to say, but I was like, okay, Nagin, put on the waterworks, girl. <laughs> Get yourself crying. Be that actor you can be. Yes. <laughs> and so I was actually pretty nervous because I, this is, I'm like, that's a cop. This is kind of scary. Yeah. But anyway, so I pulled down the window and the guy's like, ma'am, you know how fast you were going? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woman. I don't know how to count. <laughs> I am on my period. I don't know numbers. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't realize how, how fast was I going? And he tells me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Uh, I didn't realize that's – and I'm like, that's fast. <laughs> no. And, and he's like, yeah. Do you know what the speed limit is? And then I'm like trying to like oh, move my head real slyly to try to like see if I can see like a <laughs> sign because I don't actually know. <laughs> and so I say something that's like whatever, like five miles under. He was like, no, it's this. And I had a moment where I'm like, okay, Nikin, are you going to come up with an excuse? Are you going to like just make it work or not? And just I... Make it work. I couldn't. I am such a rule follower. Yeah. I yeah. this is this is my problem. I'm such a rule follower that I was like, you're right, sir. I made a mistake. <laughs> I took full responsibility. Oh. I took oh, full well, responsibility. Listen, that's a tactic. Like wait, perhaps you were thinking, you know, I'm I'm being responsible in this moment. I'm taking responsibility. Maybe he'll maybe cut he'll me, come cut me like, maybe that was the strategy yeah. and I didn't realize yeah. it. I was like, I'm really sorry. I've never gotten pulled over before. Um you're right. That was a dangerous speed to be going. <laughs> so I'm like giving him more and more ammo for exactly why I should get a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and then I'm like, no, no, no. But I can't get points on my insurance. I don't know exactly what that's going to mean. And so I'm like, is there any way I could get by with a warning? And okay, and then I, okay. and then he's like, uh, no, <laughs> you were going way too fast for a warning. Like that's oh, no. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna just write you up for this and not for the speed you were okay. actually going for um okay and i'm like okay thank you so much uh and and i was definitely that i was very nervous he was like don't be stressed out don't it's gonna be okay he said don't be yeah, stressed he was like, out don't be stressed out it's it's gonna be okay and then i thought okay well maybe this is my moment to be like my husband's going to be so mad at me. Like, come up with some story. <laughs> He's going to lock me away. <laughs> you start putting on an accent randomly. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm in, like, Gone with the Wind. And you... Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to take it. So, whatever. I got the... <laughs> I got the... I got the ticket. And, yeah, I'm proud of being honest. 
But what I'm not proud of is getting the ticket. And I know there is likely going to be another moment where I get pulled over. And I want to be good at getting out of that ticket. And I'm asking you, how can I get out of the ticket? And is it illegal for me to lie? (laughs) Like, what can I do? Because I I I think, listen, so much of it's up to chance, right? Like who, like what is going on in that person's life that mm. day that, that, you know, but also uh, maybe like. Maybe I should have I'm snacks. I should have snacks they have, yeah. offer. <laughs> I'm pretty positive they have a quota and they're trying to get as much money that day as possible. So there's no like chivalry that is going, especially mm. if it's like a younger cop. I think that they're just like. Heard it all. Going to write you a ticket. So and I think that okay. like the nice thing that happened to you was you know, he gave you a lesser, lesser charge because I do think, you know, there's, there is a difference between that. So like that was him giving you like somewhat of a pass, but still meeting his quota. And that's all he has to do is meet that quota. He doesn't, I don't think he cares as much about uh, legally as much as he does about how much money Money. that brings in. Yeah. So do you think maybe then, okay, if there's a quota, I could be like, don't knock me on my speeding, but say that my taillight was out. No, I don't. I think that negotiation is a little. Um, <laughs> Doesn't work. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that. Far. I'm going to take a bat. I'm going to get out. Take a baseball bat. How about this? How I'll I'll propose to you. My tail light was. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I do I appreciate that you pulled out the I've never been pulled over before because I'm pretty sure that he can see looking through your records. Oh, that that's I, the case. I think and I wasn't honestly, lying. Honestly, that's super super impressive. Um, I haven't been pulled over like in the recent past, but I have been pulled over. What have you done? The, the, the Well, the biggest thing that I remember is I had to I drove cross country to L.A. and then back. And then also wow. I would drive up to Syracuse yeah. and I was Jeez, driving from North back Carolina. From LA. Yeah. Holy cow. And I was driving back to L.A. from I mean, driving back to North Carolina from L.A. And I was like in Winston-Salem. Like You're like 45 minutes, minutes from home, away. 20 minutes away. And okay. I've driven across the whole country oh my God. and I got pulled over and it was a situation where it was like a highway thing. Yeah. So like it was probably 65 and I was going 80 yeah. or whatever that, you know, like not, yeah. I, it's just like, you know, in those cases it's like, oh, I'm the one, you know, that's going to get pulled over. And I was like livid. Like I had a meltdown all that because unresolved I rage. Like, I started somewhere. It's just like I have driven across the whole country. I'm almost home. Mm. I'm the unlucky one that got caught. Yeah. And I um, you know, I I didn't go off on the cop, but like you could te- <laughs> I'm sure he could tell that I was just like so fucking pissed. Fuming. And I called my mom while he was like writing up the ticket and I was just like yelling and crying <gasps> oh. hysterically at the top of my lungs. Um, and just saying like the meanest possible shit because I was so about the tired cop. and I was so, about the cop. Yeah. And um, I was using like every curse word. My And I don't With curse your in front of my mom. Yeah, I don't like I don't curse yeah. in front of my mom. I don't. It's very awkward. And so she was just like, it's OK. It's OK. It's OK. And my girlfriend at the time was with me. Oh. And so she got into the driver's seat and was like, you need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. Everything will be fine. But I was just like, 
you know. So, but that hasn't happened in a very long time. I don't recommend getting very angry and then you yelling at the top of your lungs at the cop as he's writing up your ticket. Also, like, I drove a Ford Escape. This is, you can hear everything. That guy heard everything that I said. You're like slamming the wheel. Mother. (laughs) Bleeping yourself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think my answer to you is I think you did the right thing. All you can do is, like, try and be a reasonable human being. And, uh, you know, it's up to the cop if they're having a good or or bad day or if they've met their quota or, you know, because I think the whole, like, I'm on my period. I'm actually I'm pregnant. I'm going to the hospital, whatever it is, is just like that's that's a typical excuse. If you're going to if you're going to go with an excuse, you need to get a little bit more creative. Okay, I'm going to think about this because I do want to come up with an alternative. I'll think about it a few more episodes and yeah. I'll share. I'll workshop some ideas. Okay. Maybe we can make that a little ending segment, yeah. like some some cop excuse. Uh, yeah. Pitches. Also, if any cops are listening, what has worked? <laughs> yeah. What I didn't even has think worked? any cops were listening. You know what? Um, you know what? They've got they, us with hashtag gay They've got a quota sleep. to meet. So. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a quota of podcasts to listen to. So that's why we're on the list. Oh, this is a lot of fun, girl. To all you yep. uh, cops listening out there, um, thanks for listening to Best Friends Back All Right. Um, I did want to give a shout out to my friend Trevor. Uh, His podcast, Trevor Talks Too Much, is coming back with season two next week on Tuesday. And in this premiere episode, it's just Trevor. He does not have a guest on with him. Um, And he gets into some really personal stuff. And I'm really excited for this upcoming season because uh, you know, it goes a little bit deeper. Um, it's not it's not so uh, pop culture video game uh, centric. It really is about what's on his mind and and what's on the mind of the the guests that he's having on the show. So, um, you know, if you haven't given that show a try or if you gave it a try and uh, it wasn't your thing, I really encourage you to go give it a listen now because uh, I love Trevor and I think that uh, you'll have a a good time just hanging out with him. So Trevor Talks Too Much on Tuesday, season two. Check it out. And you can catch brand new episodes every Friday of this show. Make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review. You can follow at Mythical Pods on TikTok for clips to share with family and friends or cops. Just kidding. Um, And you can follow... (laughs) You can follow Nick. Do not share our clips with cops. Do not share our clips with cops. You can follow me at Nagin and Stevie everywhere at Stevie W. Levine. And of course, you can hear me every Monday through Friday on Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link at YouTube.com slash Good Mythical Morning. I'll see you there. Adios. <laughs>